How's how's everyone feeling? How? <laughs> so this is right between okay. the vines. <laughs> Hi, welcome. Um, it, we're still chugging along in quarantine. Yes, we are. Um, and how are you guys doing with the quarantine? How are you doing with the quarantine? I'm okay. Uh, I wrote. I mean, you already know this, but I wrote a new song. <laughs> uh-huh. um, Do you have any plans for it? I don't think I ever even asked you. I want to record all of them, but I don't know how to do that because my equipment hates everything because it's like yeah, that's 10 okay. years old. And so I might, for my birthday, buy myself a whole new like recording setup. Yes, and you should talk to Chris about the best kinds for, like, the best price. I feel like he'd know that, right? Yeah, I feel like he would. I also might ask Jordan, um, Sarah's husband. Yes. I feel like he oh, would know. Duh. Yeah. Or Chris. I don't know. Or Chris. Wait, Chris Happel Chris Robinson? I meant Robinson. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, I'll probably keep, I'll keep the mic, um, but I'll probably have to get some new headphones and, like, a new... Mm, interface. You'll need a mixer, right? So here's what I have. Like an input-output. I have this, which is, like, an M-Box, which is supposed to, like, record shit, but it's also, you have to connect the M-Box to your computer, and then you have to connect your microphones to this, which is, like, a little, it's like a compressor, I believe. You connect the compressor to the M-Box, and then you record using the software on the computer, it's a lot, and the it's software too is too old for my computer, and the M-Box won't connect to my computer, so it's like, it's just kind of annoying. I've I've been very frustrated with it. Um, yeah. I've been trying to get this done since, like, the beginning of quarantine, and I haven't finished it, so. Um, it's okay. Quarantine's going to last forever, so you've got <laughs> Please don't say that. <laughs> oh, God. Um, we are, we are good over here. Yeah. Um, um, we had Solomon's mom over, um, he made goat curry and we sat on like opposite sides of the table and like all that jazz, um, which was nice because other than like the driveway lunch I had with you, I, we haven't seen anybody since. Mm. Um, I've seen too many people, so I'm like back to like not leaving my house. Yeah. Alexa went up to Pensacola for the weekend because her brother graduated from high school. Oh. So she's had a nice break. Um, but now she's obviously, like, I thought she was going to take at least a day off, but she was gone this morning, so she's working. Yeah. Well. Everyone's working. I have no no change from last episode. <laughs> I have no change. Do you, I'm just trying to survive. Do you want to talk about, um... So, <laughs> Chrissy's uncle <laughs> is... Oh, an author. <laughs> His name is William Schreiber. He goes by Bill. He's incredible. And he is, he actually today is the release date. Mm-hmm. Well, by the time this comes out, it will have been out a few weeks. But um, his debut novel is called Someone to Watch Over. And it won, I don't have the book with me. It won like a Women's Critic Choice Award, which is awesome. And it's like leading, it was like leading in pre-sales for a while. So it's getting a lot of traction. The reviews are awesome. And he asked me to read it to just, like, give him overall feedback. And he knows I'm a copy editor, so just, like, kind of, like, keep track of any edits. And on the one hand, I was like, cool, yeah, like, I'll do this, no problem. And on the other hand, 
I was like, I'm just excited to read another book. So he finally sent over the trailer and I watched it and I was like, oh shit, I am not going to like this book. And I'm going to like, I'm not going to tell him I do like it because I'm not going to lie to an author about their book, but I'm going to have to come up with a way to say it was written well, but it wasn't my kind of story. <laughs> and I was, So like I started reading it and I don't know, I, I'm going in cautiously and I maybe was hooked by like chapter three because he illustrates the character so well that I'm like, I know exactly who this person is and I like I want to know the rest of their story because the first chapter opens up with like a, just like the book we're gonna read, to, like we're gonna talk about today, the first chapter opens up with like in the middle of the story mm. and like you don't know what's happening and then it like jumps and you like, it all loops back around later and you're like trying to tie things together. Like he does a really good job of leaving little Easter eggs and you're trying to like fill the gaps in yourself and when you can't because he, you like can't guess the twists, he like, he just really, he does a really good job of keeping pace to keep you interested but not having too much information. It just... It is so well done, and I don't even care that it's not my genre because the storyline was incredible. So, someone to watch over, William Schreiber, Amazon, go buy it. It's out today, May 26th. It's out. So, Woo. um... Happy debut day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go read the book. We're super excited about it. I cannot wait to read it. I pre-ordered it from my local bookstore, um, Writer's Block Bookshop, Winter Park, um... And I can't wait to get it. I'm, I like, I cannot wait. So. You're going to, you're going to love it. Like, you are going to. (laughs) I feel like it was written for you. Well, you know, it's, it's inspired. The story was inspired because when my grandfather passed away, my dad's siblings asked my uncle Bill, William Shriver, to write his eulogy. And so it was inspired by that experience of eulogizing his father. And then, so I'm like, I'm really curious to see if there's any of like, I don't know if he did this, but if there's any of my family that I can see in there, cause I feel like there might be, but I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, I wonder yeah, if it'll be a different be experience because it's like any story that's like about family that way. I feel like I normally inject myself into it just because family is mm-hmm. like such a big deal to me. So I'm curious, like, how reading about family written by my family is going to be right. different, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I'm sure because you, there won't be any question because he describes the characters and, like, develops them so completely that you'll either know or you won't. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll be able to see. It's, yeah, I'm really excited for you oh, to read wait. it. And I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Um, we're going to try and have him for a little Q&A on the podcast. Um, That's why he originally reached out to us and said, you know, I'd like you guys to take a look at it. And um, that's why Jackie took a look at it because I'm family. I don't want any kind of conflict of interest in there. So Jackie was our pre-reader and then I will read it now that it's out. Um, And we'll have him hopefully for a little Q&A where he can answer some questions about the book. And that'll be probably a special episode coming up. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's it. Go pre-order it. All caught up. Okay. Yeah, go pre-order it. (laughs) Promo code murder. No, (laughs) that won't work. Don't try it. (laughs) Maybe try it. It might work. (laughs) (laughs) It might work. Um, Okay. So, hey, Jackie, 
Yeah. What are we reading? Say it. So this month. Say it. We read. Out loud. <laughs> Do I? Dazzly? That wasn't actually in the book. But, or, I mean, it was. It, was it wasn't in the, in the movie. You're right. I forget the mix up. It wasn't in the movie. Oh, my God. Do I? Des, we read Twilight this month because quarantine has hit us. <laughs> I I think I'm going to start thinking of May as, like, our throwback month. Like Okay, I love it. Like, because last year we read um, The Princess Bride, which, like, I had never read before, but I have seen the movie so many times mm-hmm. that it was like, oh, this is easy. It's like, a, it's like I know the story, and I you know, can revisit it and see if it means anything different now or if it stood the test of time. And, um, spoiler alert, Twilight didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, it I, did I, and I really, it didn't it, at the same time. <laughs> that is exactly what I have. I'm like, this is exactly the book I remember. But, like, middle school Jackie and adult Jackie picked up different yes. things. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, so we read Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. Um... Do you want to read the back of your book? Um, I'd love to. Because I have the hardback and I don't have a sleeve, so I I don't know. This is going to be an excellent, um, convenient one for us because we don't really have to explain the story. (laughs) If you don't know it, you're not alive. And then if you were not alive, you should not be listening to this podcast. (laughs) And the back of the book simply states this, which this is one of my quotes. This is one of mine, too. (laughs) About three things, I was absolutely positive. I can't do this without gagging. Okay. (laughs) About three things, I was absolutely positive. First, Edward was a vampire. Second, there was a part of him, and I didn't know how potent that part might be that thirsted for my blood. And third, I was unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him. (laughs) So, before we dive into the book, um, we are drinking, fittingly, Vampire (laughs) California Merlot vampire brand um and i'll read the back so vampire vineyards has a long tradition of crafting quality wines from premium california grapes our merlot offers aromas of black cherry and black plum this well-structured wine has an elegant texture and a long finish in the mouth as hints of cola and cherry linger on the palate um we literally went to total wine instead of Publix because we wanted this brand so (laughs) um drove 40 minutes for this wine yes Jackie did drive 40 minutes for this wine. And it's bad wine. It fits the book. <laughs> Honestly, like... It's like... it's uh, There's so much going on, and I can't believe that I still want to drink more, which is exactly what this book yes, is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, Jackie and I both read this book in a day. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, I'm a little ashamed of. I'm also a little ashamed of it. But it's like 500 it's pages, it's, Jackie. Yeah, but... I think it's because it's elementary writing, it is. not because it's big. Yeah, it's it's 500 pages, but it's large text, and it's very easy, and it's like... Yeah. Um, oh, my God. It's so... It's so Stephanie Meyer. It is. Okay, um, I'm going to... Let's drink the wine. All right, we'll drink. Okay. Whoa. It's a lot. They, they describe it perfectly. They do. The thing is, I don't think I want hints of Coca-Cola in my wine, so why would you do I that to me? Exactly. That's like, um, I still haven't tried the Apothic brew. Apothic, like, um, have you have you heard of that? It's like cold brew and wine. Why would you want that? No. Yeah, it sounds terrible. What? Yeah. Yeah. So. 
mean, because there are like choco wines, like dessert wines. Yeah, but like, like we didn't even really. But like, like I would say wine and chocolate almost go well together because chocolate like coats your tongue and wine like cleans mm-hmm. your tongue. You know what I'm saying? Right. But they shouldn't be like together. No. Right. Like the flavors don't go together. It's more like a food and drink. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like an experience of, not the taste of. Yeah. Um, wine's not bad. I will drink all of it easily. I will absolutely drink all of it. I'm not going to gag, but I won't, like, buy it because I'm like, you know what I'm really in the mood for? Vampire wine. Vamp. But I got to say, the color does look like blood. It does. It does. We're drinking it blood. It is dark and deep. Forget what we said. We're not drinking wine. We're drinking blood. <laughs> Just, that's what we're going to put on the website. Our own blood. <laughs> No, 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 I'm drinking Jackie's blood, and Jackie's drinking my blood. <laughs> Don't worry, it's fine, because we got ourselves tested, and we're the same type, so there's not going to be any, you know, regret. <laughs> we did, we do did not do that. Yeah, it's like we not a little shop of horrors. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> okay, well, shall we dive right in? You want to start with quotes? Quotes corner? Yes, I have quote before page one. Oh, you go, you go. My quote is for the um, the scripture of Genesis that she included. I will read it. Oh, no. <laughs> it reads, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Genesis 2.17. And I just put, come on, fuck you. <laughs> but... <laughs> I realized that inspires the apple cover. It's from the the, the book of Genesis, the Forbidden Apple. Is the book of Interesting. Which makes sense because Stephanie Meyer is heavily Mormon, so it all ties together. Oh my god! Interesting. I didn't know that she was heavily. That's why Mormon. there's. That's why there's no drinking, smoking, or sex in the book or movies because she's Mormon. She was like, no. I will not have it in my book. I mean, Edward and Bella have sex in Breaking Dawn, but it's, like, very late. Well, and, and yeah, then it's, like, a lot after marriage. Yeah, that was on purpose. But it's she, all yeah, after it's, marriage. <gasps> Interesting. Yeah, it's because she's Mormon, and she was, which is, like, cool, do your thing, but that's, she was like, I'm going to, like, stick to what I believe in, and I'm not going to write that. Which is, like, good, because this is clearly written for 12- and 13-year-olds, and they shouldn't be reading books about sex. No, they really shouldn't. They can read books about sex, but not in the way that makes it desirable to them. Right. Well, and the thing is, the thing is, like, you start with Twilight when you're, what, 13? And then it's, like, it's easy for us because we're not 13. It's been 10 years since we read this book. And um, I'd say, like... When I first read Twilight, I was 13, and, like, they took me longer when I was younger. Like, they they would take me two to three weeks to read, which Mm -hmm. meant, like, by the time I got to Breaking Dawn, it was, like, I wasn't 13 anymore, and I had taken my time to read through them, and, like, although I I devoured books, so I might not be a good, uh... (laughs) (laughs) But you also, like, if you read them as they came out, you had to wait for their release. Right. Which I didn't start them until after the craze of my middle school went. Like, all the girls read about them, and then after they were all uh, available in my library, I read them. So I was a little late to the game. I think Mm -hmm. I might have started when I was 15. Gotcha. Yeah. Which, even then, I was an impressionable 15-year-old. Yeah. Who wanted a vampire boyfriend to suck her blood, so. 
Yeah, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, my next quote is on page four. Oh, okay. I have I have twenty five. Is my first quote. Okay, I have a few before that. Okay. Um, Although I have so, a note on page four. Okay, my quote. To be fair, I have a quote, but I'm okay. I'm just gonna read it. <laughs> quote. This is um, Bella Swan saying this. I loved the sun and the blistering heat. I loved the vigorous, sprawling city. And then I related it to the movie, and I said, Kirsten Stewart ruined this for me, because that bitch does not like Phoenix in the movie. You drab motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. She... I... We can have a whole section of movie versus book yes, if you want. Yes, later. Let's, let's okay. talk about that later, later, because I also watched the movie again um, after reading it, and, like, mm-hmm. I have opinions, so we'll, okay. we'll get to that. I'll skip all my shit then. My next real quote from the book is page 14. Okay. Oh, I'll... Okay, I'll read Go ahead. that. Um, quote, the nicest car here is a shiny Volvo, and it stood out. I have a note on this. Just, <laughs> I said, she makes it seem like a Volvo is, like, a Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> I know, but I was like, because, like, reading this before, I was like, I know Edward Cullen has the Volvo. So I was like, that's a nice little Easter egg. Like, 20 pages later, it ends up being his. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. She does make it seem like it's a Mercedes. But, like, Volvo's a good car, and it's got, like, high protective safety rating, which is why fucking Edward drives it. Yeah. I can't. Yep. Um, page 18, I have, quote, he was more boyish than the others who look like they could be in college or even teachers here rather than students. And I said, yeah, that's because they're like 500 years old. I wrote, I want to vomit and laugh all at once at this description of them, though I must admit it's very visual. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have a a few, like, overarching notes of, like, that, so I'll leave that. Where you, like, you can... The only reason I'm saying that is because I wrote that on 18, so, like, it's got to be... Mm-hmm. Oh. How many pages is your book? Including the epilogue? Yeah. It is 498. Oh, perfect. So we have the same edition. Awesome. That's nice. So our, our, our pages will line up. Um, yeah, so on page 18, that's when I, I wrote that note. I didn't write the quote down, but, like, good God, I... Yeah. But she does a really good job of, like, letting you picture it in your head. And, like, I don't know. She has, she does not skimp on description. I just wish she had a larger vocabulary. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Which, to be fair, this was written for young adults. But, like, we're not that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to teach young people about big words. Yeah. Okay, so 25 is my first quote. Go ahead. It just says... He was so mean. It wasn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's every white person was, at Publix not wanting to adhere was, to the social He was so rules. mean. It wasn't fair. And this is, like, the first time she meets Edward and, like, he is, like, dying because he Bring wants to eat her and he doesn't <laughs> talk to her. And she's just, like, he jumps up and leaves and she goes... I sat frozen in my seat, staring blankly after him. He was so mean. It wasn't fair. <laughs> like, bitch, why do you care? You everyone don't even know this, this person. Point, everyone else up to this point has been so nice yeah. to her. I don't know why. And she she's kind of a bitch attitude. to everyone there. Like, she's... she is a bitch. I have, I have notes about that. Like, she's like so. She's like this depressed, sad ass motherfucker who is just like, I'm so annoying, and everyone hates me, and like. She got asked to the prom, like, 19 times and had, like, boys <laughs> tripping over her. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. All right, my You're next... You're being a bitch because you want to be a bitch. My next quote is on 79. I don't have a ton of quotes. Um, page 79, where, um, 
all I wrote down was a delayed reaction to the onions. And then I put in all caps, she's so lame. Oh my God. Because she's like, she's crying. So she's at home making food for her dad, which like, Mm -hmm. this bitch. Anyways, um, (laughs) she, I've never really thought about it. I mean, your Mormon point like makes me think more critically about that, where it's like, she takes care of her dad. Like, she is a 17-year-old girl who just moved in with her father, who, like, then runs the house, because that's what... He can't. Yeah, he can't, because he's a man. Um, but, yeah, so she's, like, um... Of course he wasn't interested in me, I thought angrily, my eyes stinging, a delayed reaction to the onions... I wasn't interested. You were crying. You were fucking crying, dude. Oh my god. I just like, I can't tell you how many times I actually laughed out loud at this book. Um, But like, laugh like not in like a, I am enjoying this book. It's like a, oh my god. Oh yeah. Um, I have 138 and 139. 138 um, is when she, she just goes, could the Cullens be vampires? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just how is that a rational thought in your head? Could, could the Cullens be like, vampires? That is a real possibility. They could be. They could be vampires. What the f- Okay, and then um, 139 says, um, she goes, okay, I'm going to read you a little passage. Okay. And then the most important question of all, what was I going to do if it was true? Only two options seemed practical. The first was to take his advice, to be smart, to avoid him as much as possible, cancel our plans, go back to ignoring him as far as I was able, blah, blah, blah. She can, she can listen to him. Or she could do nothing different. Um, she goes, I was gripped in a sudden agony of despair as I considered that alternative. My mind rejected the pain, quickly skipping on to the next option. I could do nothing different. After all, he was some, if he was something sinister, he'd done nothing to hurt me so far. In fact, I would be a dent in Tyler's fender if he hadn't acted so quickly. And then blah, blah, blah. She keeps going on in circles. And then she goes, and, th- and I knew in that I had my answer. I didn't know if there, if there ever was a choice, really. I was already in too deep. Now that I knew, if I knew, I could do nothing about my frightening secret. Uh, my quote is she's in too deep and I'm like bitch you are not in too deep you have a crush you You are fine you have like (laughs) you had like two conversations with him like yeah no you you're not in too deep you're fine you can handle this and I'm uh, what I have a whole talking point about their relationship so I won't go into it now um I have 188 is my next one Okay, go ahead. Uh, I've noticed that people, men in particular, are crabbier when they're hungry. Isn't that kind of a women's stereotype, though? Like, isn't it a stereotype that, like, girls get really freaking hangry? I just have a big problem with the way Stephanie Meyer portrays our gender. I have a real issue with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. It's, a dis- it's a disappointment. Um, I have a quote on 195. Is that yours? No, I have one on 190. Okay, go ahead. This is when Edward wasn't in class for, like, a couple days, mm-hmm. and they've already kind of progressed into knowing that they have something going on with each other. Okay. And he goes, she says, she's like, it says, quote, I didn't like it not seeing you. It makes me anxious, too. And I put in all caps, please, God, stop. I hate both of you. Please live your own lives. Partner should be a supplement, not a foundational necessity for your healthy living. 
So just like quick PSA about healthy relationships. They shouldn't be your everything. Please find a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll 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 come we'll back. Expand upon we'll come that. back. Um my 195 kind of ties in with a quote on 274. So I have, okay. like, they, they, like, kind of connect. Because 195, the quote is about three things I was absolutely positive. Um, and I wrote, and here it is, the worst line in the whole book. <laughs> oh, I, I think and there's then, a worser line. And then 274, <laughs> 274, I got to the passage that says, and so the lion fell in love with the lamb, <laughs> he murmured. I looked away, hiding my eyes as I thrilled to the word. What a stupid lamb, I sighed. What a sick, masochistic lion. And and my note just says, oh, oh, I lied. Here's the worst line. The lion and the lamb line. It is, it's the worst line in literary history. I think it really is. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> Like, I get what she was trying to do because his hunting style was more like a lion and Emmett's was more like a bear and, like, and she's, like, the lamb that the lion would eat. But, like, ah, they're in love. And I was like, you should not exist. You should <laughs> just stop. Just move back to Phoenix. <laughs> Let Edward be, like, a sullen brat forever. Yeah. Oh. Oh, no, I lied. Here's the worst line. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Although I have to admit... I actually have some, like, embarrassing Jackie fun facts mm. about this, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm, book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the first one is that after I read the series, my very first email account was thetwilightfanatic at gmail.com. Oh. My God. <laughs> Wait, can we put that in our description? Do you still have access to it? Can, can we get emails there? <laughs> That's our official email now. (laughs) (laughs) Send your stories to the Twilight Fanatic. Um, It is technically the email I have to log into Facebook with because that's how long I've had a Facebook. My God. Wait, what's your second one? What's your second, Jackie? My second one is that I went to one of those pottery places where you paint your shit. Like you pick out a figurine and you paint it. Mm -hmm. And I picked out a truck. And I painted it the color that Bella's truck was. And on the side I put, and so the lion fell in love with the lion oh, with beautiful black script. my God! <laughs> it took 45 minutes to mix red, orange, and white to get the exact rust color. Oh. <laughs> my God. And those are two embarrassing Twilight Jackie facts. Will you marry me? <laughs> yeah, it's already done. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm obsessed with you. Um... <laughs> Okay, I have another one on 208 that I skipped over to kind of connect those last two. What do you got? I have one on 205. Okay, go ahead. This is actually a good quote. This is not an eye roll quote. Okay. This is um, Bella talking to Jessica. Because Mike, so their friend Mike, like, asked Jessica to prom or whatever. I don't remember exactly, but he was, like, being cute, but, like, confusingly cute. Like, does he really like me or are we just friends kind of thing? Mm Mm-hmm. 
And she goes, quote, we spent the rest of the walk dissecting sentence structure and most of Spanish on a minute description of Mike's facial expressions. <laughs> and I put LMIO, I have 100% done this yes. with many men's interactions. Oh my God, yes. Oh my God, yes. That's like. That was like the most like relevant thing that I could hold on to in this book was that. I was like, yes, I have done that. I, one of my I major points in like one of my, one of my, the points that I have throughout all of my notes is that like this book transported me back to being a teenager like I don't know what it is about this book but it was like oh my god I am 14 pining over the boy in my English class who will not look at me like (laughs) we have all been there and and it's just like holy she just so and actually that kind of ties in with my quote so my quote says it was too easy to get wrapped up in our own private tense little bubble and like that is exactly what it's like to be in your first serious relationship it's just all consuming like you can't think about anything else and it's she just captures that so well that it like makes me angry yes Yes. but i i okay i have one other quote on 293 this is when Bella finds out that Edward has been, I don't know, watching her sleep I have a for note about this, months. but not the quote. So, go ahead. Uh, the quote is, how many times did you watch me sleep? And he responds, quote, almost every night. And I put, no, sir, please call the police or your father. I wrote, that's just the whole thing. him watching her sleep is not cute. It's creepy. It's sweet when couples who live together notice those ticks, but without consent, ew. Ladies, if your man is watching you sleep and you are unaware of this, leave him alone. <laughs> Get away. How, how, yeah, if you find out that he's been watching you sleep without your consent, like... You need to get a restraining order yeah. and call the police. Like, this is not okay. This is stalking behavior and stalking most definitely... Well, not most definitely. That's statistically inaccurate. Stalking leads to murder. Yes. Blanket statement. Yes. Yes. Um, My next quote is on page... 346. Okay. Um, actually, I lied. It's not a quote. Forget it. Okay. Um, th- oh, I did lie. 346. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 346. Um, this is when Bella is over meeting Edward's family at their house, and they are in their room, like, listening to music, and they are just, like, like play wrestling or whatever. And um, Alice... Edward's sister walks in and goes, it sounded like you were having Bella for lunch and we wanted to see, or we came to see if you would share. And I just put, I actually audibly good laughed. This is the first good laugh of this book was page 340. Alice. I like Alice. I think Alice is Alice actually is like favorite. a really well-written character. And like, yes. And I think she's portrayed well in the movies, which we can talk about more. She's later, like but. one of the only people. Yes. Continue. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Well, we'll get to movie should be last. We'll do movie last. Yes. That was my last quote, so you Oh, take okay, my last quote. This is my last quote. 458. Um, so this is when Bella wakes up in the hospital. She goes, there was an annoying beeping somewhere close by. I hoped that meant I was still alive. Death shouldn't be this uncomfortable. And I just wrote, why did I read that in Sarah's voice? <laughs> Death shouldn't be oh this uncomfortable. <laughs> that is exactly what Sarah would say. There's an annoying beeping, and, like, I figured that meant I was still alive. Cause like death shouldn't be that uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna stitch her a pillow that says that. Yes, I'm gonna do. Please it. do. That is, you're so right. That that is. So Sarah. that was that was my last quote. <laughs> I have a major question for you. 
Yeah, I have a couple questions, but go ahead. You shoot first. Does Bella have a personality? In the books, she does. Does she? I think she's... I think she's sarcastic. I think she is... Being depressed isn't really a personality. But I think her character is more developed in the book, in the movie. So, like, I'm sorry I can't answer this without going a little bit into the movie. But I do think she does have a character. Her inner thoughts are well... Her inner thoughts are more sarcastic and witty than what she says out loud. Fair. But, okay. What do we know about Bella? Like, my question... So, this is actually from my first first note on page four. What was Bella like when she lived in Phoenix? Like, did she... Did she have any friends? Did we, like... Do we ever hear it about like that? It like she wouldn't have friends. It's like... Because even even when she got to Forks, and before she even met the Cullens, she wasn't even really being all that friendly to people who were trying to be friends. So she's not really embracing the environment. So she couldn't have done that in Phoenix, but maybe it's just because she had roots in Phoenix, so it seemed more seamless and easy. She seems like... she She's, like, so in love with Phoenix, and then we, like never hear about Phoenix ever again. You know? It just... I don't know. I have trouble with Bella because, like, literally all we know... Oh, page 38. I wrote, ah, I found her personality trait. Bookworm. She's, like... That's, like, all we have is that she likes to read. She's pretty smart, I guess, because she, like, has already done a bunch of the stuff that they're doing in their classes. Mm -hmm. And then she, like... She's not athletic. She only sort of likes the beach. She likes she likes the tidal pools because there's like cool shit that happens in the tidal pools, and that's like, I mean, same. But I don't know. I I feel like through the book, her personality almost just like becomes about Edward. Like Edward is her, her obsession right. with Edward is her personality, and that pisses me off. I feel like her personality is like provolone cheese. Like, it's not as basic as like American, but it's also one of the basic cheeses. So, like, more basic than not having a personality, but like still pretty basic. So, I would say to answer your question, yes, and it's provolone cheese. Oh my God. Yes. Amazing. I love it. Um, Okay. Okay. Do you think Stephanie Meyer has a khaki fetish? <laughs> a what fetish? A fetish for khaki. The color khaki. Oh, the color khaki. <laughs> um. Because she talks about khaki like it's the sexiest thing in the whole world. But Edward dresses like a dad. He dresses like a dad. And then Bella goes to meet the vampires. Like, the vampires who dress in designer clothing. And she wears a khaki skirt. I think uh, that was supposed to I, I I get what you're saying, but I think that was an attempt to show how much Bella doesn't care about vanity and she doesn't care about, care about the way she looks and she's just kind of ordinary. Like I think that further mm. like khaki is the most ordinary thing. So go, hand, like going along with her provolone cheese personality, khaki would be the provolone cheese of a color. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> I miss I, can I tweet that and shit Jackie says khaki is the provolone cheese of colors <laughs> you never have to ask me you can just go I'm doing that right now <laughs> live tweeted during our recording session okay I did it I tweeted I miss you on twitter I miss like anyways you, know. you don't need to come back it's just me being sad um I'm sorry it's okay um okay let's see I have a note on seven. 
Do you want to do finished questions first? Do you want to like do that all later? Let's do. Let's um, go chronologically, and then we'll do like big questions, yes. and then we'll talk about the movie. Especially because I have some fun questions that are a good wrap. Okay, good. Like for this for that section. Okay. I actually don't have a lot of notes. Okay. Um, I would, most of my notes are like, come on, you fucking suck. I have a note on seven about when she's okay. like grilling Charlie about the the car that he bought her. She's like, like oh, yeah. she grills him on the car and then says she knows nothing about cars. So, bitch, why are you asking questions? Like, what? What? And also, he bought you a car. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, 31. I wrote. Can you imagine if Edward wasn't a vampire and was actually just some gorgeous dude who hated Bella so much that he skipped school to avoid her? <laughs> End of book. Can you imagine that? Could Edward be a vampire? No, I just fucking hate your guts. And he's <laughs> just, it's just some gorgeous dude who fucking hates her and skips school to avoid her. <laughs> You're like, okay, what? I do have, what? I just had, like, five thoughts in my head at once, and I didn't know which one to talk about first. What gets her suspicious of him at first? It's the uh, it's the eye color. It's that right, the colors changing. change. It's the fact that he, what, has cold skin? Or I guess I guess it's the car crash that really kind of started yeah, her suspicion. Because he's, like, he just appears next to her, and she's like, what the fuck? But, like, that is kind of explainable. Like, he saw it coming and ran. Like, what are you talking about? It's sort of explainable, but, said, like, she... I, With how fast he is, like... I guess this whole series could have been avoidable if he just said, yes, I did get t- contacts, and yes, it did hurt my hand when I stopped that. Ouch. End of series. No suspicion. Yeah. He's just like, mm, whatever. Yeah. Nope, didn't get contacts. Like, you, we, we shouldn't be friends. <laughs> Walks away. <sighs> <laughs> He's all like, we shouldn't be friends. Also, I'm going to stare at you intently and make you fall in love with me. We can't do this, Bella. It's too dangerous. Also, I'm in love with you. First of all, <laughs> I hate you so much yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a note on 67 um, that says, I have to say, reading this again, it's not the most complex language or the best written, but it's very easy to read, and I got sucked in very fast. <laughs> I do. I have a quote on, or not a quote, I have a note on 54, but it ties in well with that. I just put, if she describes him as beautiful one more time, I'm going to quit. Yeah. Like, which, it's very easy reading. And I actually have a fun little fact about that. Okay. I did some research. Of course she did. Stephanie Meyer uses the word beautiful 36 times. Ah! And 20 of those is describing Edward. Oh my God. <laughs> so like, someone get this girl with this source. Oh my God, I love it. Um, I, and she also uses the word chuckle or chuckling 39 times. Oh, my God. 39 times. That's like a p- percentage of the book pages total. I can't even handle it. Um, I have one on 88. Okay. Oh, I have one on 83 and 84. Okay, go. I realize it's a movie comparison. Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. 88. Um... Oh, I lied. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Go. Page 83 and 84. This is when Edward is asking to take her to Seattle because she doesn't want to go to the dance, so she lied about going to Seattle, which she, in fact, is actually going to go to Seattle because it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. But Edward was like, I'll take you to Seattle. 
And I put, this is why I remember loving this book in middle school. This is every middle school girl's dream. Like, everyone wants their crush to, like, sweep in and be like, I would love to go on a weekend road trip with you. I'll drive just the two of us. You know what's funny is that, like, really ties in well with my note on 88. Incredible. <laughs> Go. Um, so this is, like, they start flirting, and she goes, um, he goes, I may not give you back, though, he said with a wicked glint in his eyes. I gulped. He laughed. You look worried. No, I said, but ridiculously, my voice broke. Surprised, actually. What brought all this on? I told you, I got tired of st- trying to stay away from you, so I'm giving up. He was still smiling, but his ochre eyes were serious. Giving up, I repeated in confusion. Yes, giving up trying to be good. I'm just going to do what I want now and let the chips fall where they may. His smile faded as he explained, and a hard edge crept into his voice. And I just wrote, this flirting is exactly what's get what gets teen girls going. But damn, it's cringy. Yes. But like... That's exactly what they want. (laughs) But I was like, I know I looked up to their relationship, which is uh, as a middle schooler, I was like, oh, my God, this is what a relationship is. I want this and you should not want this. If this is something you want, I need you to seek out therapy. Yeah, you should not want it. I need you to maybe be alone for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... My next note isn't until 310, so you just go. Oh, I have a lot. Um... I forgot that Jacob had sisters. Um, page 119. They, they're like, yeah, Rebecca and Rachel. And first of all, he's got a sister named Rebecca Black. <laughs> oh my God. Like, do they ever mention them again? No. Like, what's the point of giving him older sisters? Why are... What? Um, Maybe it was to, like, be like the Black Pack... Like, they're, like, a pack, like, a family, and then, like, secretly, like, it's a wolf pack. Yeah. Um, Can women be werewolves? Yes. You don't remember that? No, sure. I don't remember anything past the first and second book. Okay. uh, It happens in the third book, and there's only one of them, and it's Leah, Leah Clearwater. That sounds familiar. Because she joins Jacob's pack. You're right, with Sam. With, no, with she dated sam and then sam imprinted on someone else and leah was still in love with sam and then when jacob broke off of sam's pack leah went with jacob because she couldn't stand to like listen to and like share a mind with sam anymore got it Yes. But it, like, weirded everybody out when it first happened because it, like, used to be a boys club thing and then Leah just, like, transformed and everyone was like, what? Um, actually, that kind of ties in with my next quote, or my next note. She has, like, a prophetic dream about Jacob being a wolf. Like, she has a dream where Jacob turns into a wolf and then, like, attacks, attacks Edward. And Jacob's- Really? Yeah! Page 131. Write that down? Page 131. Where she's, like, because Jacob has just told her the story about, like, how everything happened. Um, and she goes, Jacob, I screamed, but he was gone. In his place was a large red-brown wolf with black eyes. The wolf faced away from me, pointing toward the shore, the hair on the back of his shoulders bristling, low growls issuing from between his exposed fangs. Um, like, this dream is, like, basically the whole story of Twilight. Like, the entire saga is in this dream, where she's, like, like, Mike is, like, Bella, run! And it's, like, that's her humanity that's, like, humanity, 
run back to being a human, come back to the human world, you shouldn't be dealing with any of this. And then Jacob's like, a fucking wolf, and then Edward's like, a vampire, and then Jacob attacks Edward, and she's like, no, but it's for Edward, it's not for, like, Jacob, or it's, she's afraid that Jacob's gonna hurt Edward. And it's like, that's like, that's it, that's the whole story, right there. Why do you think Stephanie Meyer included that? I don't know. She, I mean, she includes it because... She probably wanted, A, foreshadowing the fact that Jacob actually is going to be a wolf. B, it helps provide clarity to Bella on how she feels about Edward. Because it's like, she's not afraid for Jacob or for herself. She's afraid for Edward, which is like a clue to her that she's like, ah, shit, I actually love this dude. Um... So I think that's what it is. I don't know why Mike is in there. Uh, maybe it's just supposed to represent her inner turmoil, but, like, I don't know. I wonder if there's anything we can, like, look up about dreams as plot points, you know? That would be an interesting little... Study. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, the wine is starting to hit me. I love it. I should probably drink more. Um, I'm on glass two. <laughs> about to be three. I'm not even done with one. <laughs> it's okay. I think it... It's... I have a little bit of a higher tolerance anyway, well, so this works out. you also like red wine more than I do, generally speaking. It's true, I do. Yeah, I'm sorry. I feel like we tend to do red wine books more often than we do white wine books. Yeah. It's okay. I like we all wine. The next... <laughs> the next two books are gonna be, like, heavy reds. I know. Wow! <laughs> It's okay. After that, we get to do another liquor book. (laughs) (laughs) Liquor book. (laughs) Oh man, we had we had a white wine last month. You're right. We did. We have. Oh, it was good. It was good. It was the um, Sauvignon Blanc. It was a heavy white. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a page. I have a note on page 161. I said, "Where this is where she's getting attacked by the guys in in Port Angeles." And I, oh, and she's yeah. like, I'm thinking about my self-defense tactics. Like, okay, heel, like, heel of your hand to the nose. Um, and I was like, how effective is this self-defense? Because I've never taken a self-defense class, so, like, maybe I should do that. But, um, and also, how big is Port Angeles? Why is a 17-year-old wandering around a strange city alone? I know it's not her fault, but, like, if you know you're kind of a helpless person and you're clumsy, like, wouldn't you be a little bit more careful? Like, she is constantly going on about how she, like, mm-hmm. is uncoordinated, gets in bad situations. Wouldn't you be a little more careful if you know that about yourself? You know what I'm saying? Yes, agree. Um, to answer your questions in order, one, that y- you should take a self-defense class. Two, um... A heel of the hand to the nose is very effective because you can either break the nose or best case scenario you send bones of the nose into the brain mm. so that's just like perfect so it's, it's he- three or four um what else does she say she's she does the let me see 161 i'll read you everything i know she says kick him in the groin yeah that's the last thing she says but the, she says okay heel of the hand thrust poke the eye out Hopefully breaking the nose or shoving it into the brain. Finger through the eye socket. Try to hook around and pop the eye out. And the standard knee to the groin, of course. Yes, that's good. Although, in my self-defense, I didn't learn popping the eye out. I learned the double finger. And you just like, yeah! And, like, both eyes. Is it also good to, like, smack him in the throat? You can, but 
that's an easy grab area. So you either want to go for really high or really low. Oh, okay. So anything from like torso to neck is easy grab and they can see that coming more than like your high head or your low legs. Okay. Helpful. So it's yeah, best to do that as a second motion when they're already off balance from the first motion. So healed on the nose, pop them in the throat, kick them in the groin and run. Or just carry a gun and use it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't want to do that then yes, those work. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, um, my second question and then was, I don't know how big, yeah. I don't know how big, uh, Port Angeles is. Like, in the movie, they existed. make it seem like it's, like, a sketchy city, so, like, why would she be wandering around by herself? You're a child, I, ma'am. I, I thought of it as, like, Soho. That's okay. where I pictured it from the book. Like, okay. it's a little smaller, it's quaint, people are walking around, there's string lights on a wine cafe, like, that's what I saw okay. it as. But you're right, in the movie, it's just, like big city with alleys that you can get stuck behind which i did not see that in the book so i wonder if that was just like to make it scarier so that edward could save the day yet again yeah i know know we already talked about this but um actually i'm skipping one okay 184 as terrible as this is i find myself almost giddy like being transported back into the brain of a 14 year old like it's just it's (sighs) it's you know why it's probably because you have no responsibilities, nothing else matters, quarantine doesn't exist, and you get to pine over a boy with no repercussions. It's literally what we need right yeah. now. It was, this was a really good book to read during quarantine, actually. Like, as yes, much, as I, terrible as it was, and, yeah. like, I have a lot of friends who made a lot of fun of me for reading this book right now, but, like... Fuck them. Yeah. Um, okay, 197... She talks about Edward's sweaters and v-necks and all that. Like, it's the sexiest thing in the world, but this guy dresses like a 45-year-old dad. He dresses exactly the way Solomon dresses every single day. Oh, my God! You're dating a dad. Um, (laughs) I want to know why she would want to watch him hunt. I think that it is... Is it morbid curiosity? I think part of it is, because if she's a in her research like she does research on her own for like tales and folklore and vampires so to me she likes information she likes to know so like there's that facet but i think honestly most of it is that she just wants to be around him and wants to watch him live the way he lives and then the other facet is if like bear with me you would like to watch Adam, like, chop wood, right? Because it's a display of his strength, and you get to see all his muscles work, and he's going to be sweaty and glistening, and uh, I think it's, like, the same thing. Is that what you, like, is that, that what gets you going? Oh, yeah, I asked Solomon to chop wood, like, three times daily just to help me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think it's, like, the same, like, it's just to see, like, your partner, like, work and flex and do what they're good at. Yeah. Um, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I have a note on 232, which is the first time they actually say the word twilight in this book. Yes! Oh, I had I didn't know that they actually, I, like, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I never really thought about the fact that, like, they actually do. Why is this book called Twilight? It's, it's like, the whole series is, like... Twilight is, like, as night falls. So it's, like, she's falling in love with the night and, like, Edward the vampire. And so it's it's her entry into the dark night. And then there's a new moon because 
that means there's no moon because Edward's gone and she loves him, but her, she's empty, just like the sky. And then Eclipse is like um, Edward versus versus Jacob, where it's like, Edward's the moon and Jacob's the sun. And it's like, what do we do? And then Breaking Dawn is like, okay, she's reborn and it's dawn and it's a new day and like, here's her eternal life. That was a beautiful explanation and I have no follow-up questions. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> I get it now. Okay. I was always, I was trying to put it together and I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It's like, it's like all about night and moons and suns and like day and night, day versus night, good versus day evil. Day and night. Day and night. I don't know the words to that song. Y'all get it. We do not own the rights to this song. We don't even know the name. <laughs> I would like to profit off of that song personally. <laughs> called day and night but like mm, like the comma end <laughs> oh my god um 251 i wrote i'm amazed at how far into this book i am without having run into the main conflict of the book yet like it's almost two books it's like one yes. of her falling in love with edward and then one of her being hunted by the other vampires like it's like two books it really it's a it there's a lot to digest in this book i guess if you like take out all of their like really gross conversations it's not as big but like it's a it's a lot of information. Yeah. Um 261. It's sparkle sparkle time, bitch. Um I hate that. I, I think that's the worst. That is the worst part of this book. Like like if the lion and the lamb part is the worst quote, that is the worst part of being <laughs> a vampire in Stephanie Meyer's world. Like why are they got to sparkle? Why why, why can't they be, like, translucent? Why can't they be invisible in the fucking sun? Like, I... That's true. Or, like, turn to ash. Or, like, just get really sunburned and it's just, like, it bursts into flames. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it should be a little more gruesome. They shouldn't... And I have to tie in the movie here. He looks ridiculous in that scene. He looks absolutely ridiculous. Although, I will say, as the movies go on, the CGI gets a little bit better, where it's instead of just, like diamond sparkle it's just like there's something like angelic how many of the movies did you watch just the two okay but i was looking i was looking at pictures um i was looking at pictures of the other one oh yeah i guess they do you want an embarrassing chrissy story about twilight yes always from forever so um i wanted to watch the movie after reading the book and i was like hmm where can i watch the movie and i don't have hulu with live tv which is like where you can watch them right now and I just have Hulu, but I don't have, like, the live TV part. So I was like, am I going to watch this? You know, am I going to rent it? What am I going to do? And um, I remembered that back in the day, I bought this movie on iTunes. Oh, <laughs> so, my God. On iTunes, I own exactly four movies. It's Twilight. It's Percy Jackson and the Olympians. It's... Hairspray, the one with Zac Efron. Yes! And, um, the only one. And, um, is necessary. The live-action Alice in Wonderland. Those are all exactly <laughs> what they needed to be. That is what I wanted from this conversation. I, I, I had, you know, I, I wanted to be legit. I bought all my music through iTunes, because that's what you did when yeah. you were a good kid. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, mm, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy movies on iTunes. And I bought those were the movies I bought. So I've had Twilight on my... I've had remote oh. access to the... It's only the first movie. It's not all five. But I... I've 
can watch it whenever I want. <laughs> we yeah, Solomon and I double featured the first one or the first and second one. Then I finished the book, and I think maybe today we're gonna watch Eclipse. I was like, I'm gonna watch the movie. I have to like watch them all, all but it, yeah, I absolutely will. And he was like, No, I'll watch them with you. And I was like, Listen, like you really don't have to. He's like, No, I definitely want to. Like if I'm gonna watch them, like it it should be with you. And I was like, Okay. Okay, uh, 287. Edward had the Spanish flu, so he was alive during the last pandemic. What? Oh my god. What do you think he'd be like in corona season? I think he would just do a lot of brooding. I think he would do a lot of writing, and he would be just fucking chill. Really? You don't think yeah, he'd be really like, do. he'd be like, this is exactly what it was like the first, the last time. You have to listen to me. You must stay home. Uh, my parents died. I died. I'm a vampire because of the flu. Ah! You know what? I take it back. He would oust him and his entire kind for the COVID-19 pandemic. I was here. I was here last time. <laughs> no, you guys weren't there. Because... <laughs> Like, it's it's Dr. Fauci and it's Edward Cullen, and those are the two I will listen to about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would listen to Carlisle Cullen, because he was a doctor during the last pandemic. Oh, he's one of my favorite characters. He's so fucking good. I really like his character. He's, I forgot. good. And Esme. I love Esme. Oh, honestly, the whole family minus Rosalie, who's a bitch. But Rosalie is so- I get why okay, she's a bitch. But the thing is, she's not really that much of a bitch in the book. It's, like, super played no, up in the movie. it's only in the movie. Yeah, she's like, why the fuck should I, bitch? And I'm what like, oh what is she God. to me? I don't care. What is she to me? <laughs> okay. Um, I forgot that Alice couldn't remember her human life. Um, yes. Yes. Um, oh, that's the sleeping note. That's the khaki skirt note. Um, <laughs> when she passed out in um, biology when they were doing the blood test, <laughs> I... Yeah cackled i laughed so hard chuckle i gotta i chuckled i (laughs) i laughed so hard and then the next page i wrote she's utterly obsessed with this boy like the book has barely mentioned her friends her mom her school or anything else for like 150 pages it's just Edward. It's like, oh my god, I'm obsessed yeah. with this boy. We're in love. For like no reason, really. It's not like he's nice to he's her. He's not! It's only because he's beautiful, which begs the question, if he was an ugly fucker, would this book exist? No. But, what? but to be fair, vampires gotta be beautiful. It's how they draw on their prey, right? Yeah, you're right. According like to her lore, tactic. the vampires have to be like yeah. super inviting, so of course they're gorgeous. But that weighs a, that puts a lot of weight then in physical attraction, which is not the reason to be in a relationship. Right. It is a facet. Yeah. But it. Ugh. Um, it's fine. Okay, and then I forgot that Carlo is Carlo. What? Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot and that Carlisle is so old that he like was part of the leaders in Italy. Like they like. Yeah. He was a part of. He's like three hundred something. Yeah. He's so freaking old. What? So fucking old. Mm. But damn, he looks good. I skipped one of your notes. I'm sorry. I'm on 340 now, so you catch up. Okay, so 310. This is my one and only note, apparently. <laughs> um, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Maybe just trying to get done with this book. But I have a lot of overall thoughts and questions. Okay. And movie notes. 
Um, this 310 is when Bella, like, straight up asks Edward about marriage. Uh, and I just put, girl, this is why women are searching for things that don't actually exist. Like, you've known this man for two... What's his favorite color? What's his favorite genre of music? What's his middle name? Like, fuck off. What is his middle name? Never stated. But I bet you he has one. Wait a minute. I'm gonna Google it. Hey, Google, what is Edward Cullen's middle name? Edward Anthony Masson Jr. Are you sure? It says from the Twilight series. <gasps> oh my god, you're right. And Google doesn't lie. Okay, Google, stop. Wild. So there you go. Wild. So you get you don't get to marry him, basically, is what I'm saying. Stop being a little bitch. Stop being a little bitch. What is but that makes sense, you know, from a Mormon author. Sure, get married at 17. Have lots of babies. Who cares, yeah. right? Yeah. No, thanks. That is your only role in life. Yeah. Uh, what's your next quote? Or your next note? Nope. Nope, that's it. I just had questions oh. and movie stuff. Okay. I I have a problem with the fact that Bella doesn't tell Alice and Jasper, like, what she's going to do when she decides to go and, like, see James. Mm-hmm. I have, like... She's so fucking human. Like, she thinks there's only one way that, and, like, there's no way that they can help. And, like, he's a tracker. He doesn't read minds. Like, they could totally go after her. Like, she could go alone and, like, trick him. Like, he doesn't know what she's thinking. And this kind of ties back into what you were saying with you have a hard time with Bella as a character. She switches back and forth between selfishness and selflessness so often and so fluidly i'm getting whiplash yeah like she is so throughout all the books she is so eager to kill herself to save someone else in a selfless act but on the other she's so selfish in wanting this relationship with edward she'll put everyone else's life and like say fuck you to her friends and pretend they don't exist to have this relationship that she thinks she wants like mm-hmm. Pick a lane. Yeah. I don't understand. You can't be both? Yeah. I, d- I don't know. I did say, I have another one on 444 where, um, I guess it's like, this is probably when she first meets up with James. And I just said, she's so fucking dumb, but I suppose that's to be expected from a 17 year old. Like, you forget that, like, yeah. she's a teenager. She's just trying to be an adult and she's, like, not good at it because she's not an adult, you know? But, like, think about, I, true, but even as a 17-year-old, I feel like if that, if I got James's phone call thinking he had my mother and telling me to come alone, and I had a team of Avengers with me, I would fucking let them know and devise a plan. Yeah. Like, I think she's stupid for actually going alone. Like, what was, he's, he doesn't have a, he's not gonna know you brought people with them. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah. And you deserve what you got. Yeah. So, sorry. I also forgot that James wanted to record Bella dying. I thought that was a dramatization added in the movies, but it was not. It was actually in the books that I had forgotten oh. about. Yeah. Um, Which is, like, super sinister. My last note is that Tyler actually showed up to take her to prom, and I laughed so hard. Like, the fact that she just decided to bring back that one detail from, like, the first half of the book, you know? Like, Tyler showed up. What? I I do have, actually, a note about the epilogue, which is, like, Edward taking her to prom and, like, they're dancing and whatever. I, for some... It is 
so like Stephanie Meyer, who clearly writes for middle schoolers, to write this incredible novel about death and love and like everything suspenseful and like people can die and she ends with prom. <laughs> really? Like that's your fucking ending? She had to leave it on a high <laughs> note. The epilogue was unnecessary. The uh, the high note was that Bella's not dead. Yeah, no, I would say I would say the epilogue. The only purpose that the epilogue serves is to show that like they're gonna continue disagreeing about like like a it sets up the conflict for New Moon because like Jacob shows up Jacob, and is like, yeah. hey, the wolves want you to break up with your boyfriend, but like it's not. He doesn't say the wolves, but like also the fact that like there's gonna be a lengthy discussion between Edward and Bella about, like, Bella wants to be a vampire and Edward doesn't want to turn her. Like, it, like, sets up those two conflicts and that's, that's kind of the only purpose it serves. It did not have to be prom. Like, it could have just been them hanging out at her house and, like, having those conversations. But. Yeah. But I guess, you know, we have to remember that this is a book for middle schoolers, so prom is, like, something everyone looks forward to and they can relate to. So it was necessary from that perspective. Right. Um, ask me your questions. I'm curious about your overall thoughts of their relationship. Because I tend to see the realistic and almost pessimistic side of things. And you're usually a walking gray of sunshine that sees love and happiness and the good in everybody. And I'm curious if your thoughts are similar to mine. I see their relationship as like that token first love that never works because you're you're too obsessed with each other to like really get to know each other because you have this idea of what the other person is and like who you want them to be so you don't actually get to know who they really are um I think parts of it are romantic and parts of it are cringy as hell and it's like you won't really know that they're cringy as hell until you've been through that relationship so it's like to people our age and older who have been in that first serious relationship where it's like, I love you, I'm going to marry you and have your babies. And then you're like, oh my God, you're not who I thought you were. And then you break up, you know, and then it's like, you're like, all right, I've had my first heartbreak. I've had, you know, whatever. Like, this would be realistic to me if when Edward leaves in the second book, he stays gone, you know? Yes. That is a really good explanation, and I agree with all of that. It's exactly like the first love, which I didn't think about. The only thing I had to say was that it's unhealthy as fuck. Yes. But that ties in with what you said, so. Well, and I also have a note on 471 that I skipped because I didn't want to, like, go in and find the quote. But um, I agree with you, actually, I think. Um, Like, again, there are parts of it that it's like, oh, sexual attraction is a thing. I did not know this until I met someone that I was into, you know? And then it's like... Absolutely. And so experiencing those things for the first time, experiencing your first love, can be romantic, and it can be really exciting, and, like... But it's... You have to have the heartbreak aspect, too, I think, for you to really understand how to be a better partner. I don't know. That's why I've never really understood... That's a really good explanation. I've never really understood people who, like marry their high school sweethearts or their middle school sweethearts. Like, my freshman year English teacher, no, sophomore year English teacher was she married her middle school sweetheart. I didn't even date till high school. 
Like, they like, they started dating in middle school. They dated through all of high school. They got married after college. Like, they dated through all of college. They got married after college. That's incredible. And, and it worked for them. And, like, that's awesome. But, like, I have never understood that. Because, like... They're just... They either put in a lot of work or they don't care enough to put in the work. I think they just Both put in fine. a lot of work, honestly. And that is awesome. Yeah. And more people should do that and they don't. Mm-hmm. They're lucky, really, is all I can say. I have a question. Because even if you do put in the work, sometimes it doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question about the ending. Do you have more questions, like, yeah. throughout? Um, no. My other questions are in general. Okay. Um, when Bella's leaving and she, like, says all that hurtful stuff to Charlie. Yeah. Do you think you could say stuff like that to your parents if your life depended on it? Because, like, I don't think I could ever oh say that stuff to my parents. How she she's, like, cruel to her dad. Like, less so in the movie, well, but, like, in the book, yes, she, like, but... goes for those low blows. And well, I don't know if I could do that. There was a different way she could have handled it. I don't think she needed to do that. So that's kind of what frustrates me more. Not the fact that she... What she said, but the fact that she did it at all. Mm-hmm. But... Like, I understand from her point of view, like, you can't tell anybody else that he's a vampire, but, like, my, the way my parents, me and my parents' relationship work is that it's complete honesty up front at all times, mm-hmm. so hiding something from them is foreign to me, yeah. so they already would have known that Solomon is a vampire, and it wouldn't have had to, like, it would have just been a conversation, it wouldn't have been, like, a, but if I had to put myself in Bella's shoes, I think I would just die. Like, I don't think I could do that. Yeah. I feel like I would rather die than, like, hurt my parents to that extent. Yeah. Because even if you could guarantee that I was going to survive, you don't come back from that. Right. There are no reparations. Right. There's nothing you can do. Unless you are able to explain it fully and have them believe that it was all a ruse and there was not some kernel of truth in it, which is impossible because everyone's human and everyone's going to get anxious about those things. Right. So, now I would just die. I would probably also die. I couldn't do I it. don't think I could do it. I was, like, I was reading that section, and I was, like, I, how, are you a sociopath? Like, I. Yeah. Uh, Even with people I don't like that I've had to, like, cut out of my life, it was never anything I, mean. Right. I couldn't do that. Mm-mm. That would, uh, that would be really hard for me. Yeah. Okay. My next question for you is, like, you totally saw this coming. Are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? Oh, God. Is it bad to say I'm Team Neither? Like, I'm Team Charlie. Team Charlie? (laughs) Wait, okay, first explain Team Charlie, please. Charlie in the books is the best character. I mean, other than the fact that he can't cook for himself, he is supportive, he is helpful, he has all the good intention in the world, and he never operates with malice or vicious intent. He's just like this dumbass dad who's trying to live his life, and like, I'm here for it. I love that. I don't think that counts in the Team Edward, Team Jacob debate, though, because I'm, she can't end up with her dad. <laughs> I'm Team I'm team Jacob. I, personally. if I had to pick one, I'm also Team Jacob. But if, if neither is an option, I go with that, because I think they both manipulate her. And I think that Jacob kind of puts her up on a pedestal and, like, also doesn't really see who she is or what she wants and, like, doesn't respect what she wants. Um, but... Edward is, like, also creepy and, like, shouldn't be doing the things that he's doing. 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like, yeah, they're both bad. They're both flawed. But I, th- I th- but if I had I to pick like... one, Jacob, because Jacob is like, he, I just feel like he's got more morals. You know, like he stands yes. for something. Yes, and I think that Jacob and Bella together have fewer pitfalls than Edward and Bella. So. Jacob and Bella could work towards a healthy relationship, and there's no turning back for Edward and Bella. I can't believe I didn't see that question coming, actually. Oh! I'm sorry. <laughs> I just remembered another embarrassing Chrissy fact. Um, for my yeah. 14th birthday, I got a new moon poster, and I hung it in my bedroom for... Me too! <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot about it, because after a while, um, you know, when I exited my twilight phase, I took... I gave the poster frame to um, my parents and they put, a, like, we have a poster of piano chords that we put in that frame to, um, just to hang it over the piano in our old house. And the new moon poster is still behind it. Like, it's, we used it as yes. a bat. It's still behind oh it. Oh <laughs> my god. I bet you could. Oh I bet I could god. sell that, that shit. Is... Like, an original new moon yes. poster. That's incredible. I could sell that shit. Oh my god. Okay, what other questions um, you got for me? If you were a vampire, what would your special power be? Mm. What would I have brought with me? Yeah, because it's usually like something from your human life. That's a hard question. You can think on it, and I can edit whatever you. It's need like to edit. the strong. It's like your strongest defining characteristic, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or some, like, your, your defining characteristic or something you are really, really, really good at. I would say... Or something that you do well naturally. It would either be something singing related or, um, I think I'd have some, some shit kind of like Jasper's where it's like emotions related because I'm a pretty empathetic person and I wouldn't say like I'm good at like... I could probably sense what other people are feeling. Kind of like Mantis style in Guardians of the Galaxy. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That, I can see that. That's really good. Yeah. What about you? You know, surprisingly, I didn't think about it, even though I've had this question prepped for like five days. You always do this. You ask me the question, and then I'm like, turn it back on you. And And I know know you're going to ask, and I never fucking prepare. I would say, I would say I'd have... I would be hyper vigilant of people lying. I'm a pretty I can spot bullshit from afar way away or you know You'd what I mean? be a like, lie detector. I would just yeah, I would be like a human lie detector. Like I could just like sense when someone even not even a lie, if something is like not the full truth, I'd be able to tell. Oh my god. That's super and, like, interesting. Move, move about my day. Interesting. This is why I don't keep secrets from you. You're like one of the few people I like I don't I don't, just don't mess with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, what am I going to do? Like, fucking judge you? I'm a fucking shit. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, what else do we have? Do we have any? Oh, movie. I, yes. I before we move on, my yes. issues with Bella as a character, <laughs> I think stem from the fact that she is so bland that, like, I think she's meant to be bland, though. You know, I think she's meant to be this almost, like, stand-in character that any teenage girl can just, like, insert herself into the story. 
I wonder if that was the point. You know? Like, if she's provolone cheese in the book, she's American cheese in the movie. She's... And, and yes, the movie, I have issues with their casting. Because... Yeah. Yes. I think that movie could have been not good, but better, but better. with a different cast. Be- and, and the thing is, everybody in the cast is, like, a fantastic actor. It just was miscast, you know? Yes. Like, yes. put Kristen Although Stewart think- in as Alice. Kristen Stewart would have been a great Alice, you know? I, really? I think Kristen Stewart would have been a great Alice. She's so, like... Anna Kendrick should have been Alice. Who? Anna Kendrick. Who plays Jessica? I think she should have been Alice. that's fair. That's fair. I think they, I think they casted Carlisle correctly. Carlisle's, like, the only... Carlisle and Esme, I think, were, like... Yeah, they're, like, the the only only two that were... Emmett's pretty good, too. Yeah, big burly. That's, um... Rosalie is miscast, I think. Jasper... Yeah, and the actor changes. iffy. The actor doesn't change for Rosalie. Really? What am I thinking? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I believe you. Yeah, she doesn't change. For all five? Oh, okay. She doesn't change, but her hair darkens a little bit. She's, like, she's a natural brunette, and, like, she does not look good as a blonde. Like, that's her normally. Oh, she's beautiful as a brunette. I know. And then, like, the blonde doesn't work on her. So... But I wonder if, like, the blonde maybe doesn't work, but it is shocking, and maybe, like, that was the point. Yeah, maybe, but, like, her hair's, like, my color naturally, like... Yeah. It'd be like me going blonde. Please don't do that. It would not look good. Like, I support you, but I'm just saying it's not gonna look good. I do have a hair appointment on Friday. She's gonna fix my hair. Um, yeah, I just, I think it was miscast primarily Edward and Bella are miscast. Like, Kristen Stewart is not a bad actress. It's just that that character, she didn't do justice to that character. And... Who would you have cast instead? Sorry, finish your sentence first. No, I, I... That's the thing is, I don't know who would be a better actress for it. Like... Lily Collins should have played Bella. <gasps> she would be good. She would be good. I think she is next... I think she is... Not This isn't an, an insult of any kind. I think she is plain enough looking to be able to be relevant to every person, but she has more range in her acting to be able to pull off Bella's character as it should have been pulled off. I like that. I think she'd be good. Do you know who Ian Harding is? Yes, I do. Oh my god, that yes. would have been a perfect That's casting. Edward. Ian Harding as Edward, done. Yes, there you go. That's perfect. Karen Gillan. Who, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's good. All right. Her and Ian Harding. That's done beautiful. Recast. All right. New Twilight movie. Karen Gillan, <laughs> Ian Harding. Um, um. I have, the only other thing I really have is like my overall thoughts of the book and then my Goodreads um, um, review. I haven't written a Goodreads review yet, so fair. Go. What, whatever you got. <laughs> I'm, I am ready. Okay. And then my Goodreads review states this what can i say oh i gave it two stars which lines up with it's okay Fair. what can i say middle school me fell in love with these books for obvious reasons stephanie meyer wrote what every 13 year old girl wanted to read and to be honest it and disney is the reason most of us have a messed up view of what a healthy relationship looks like Everyone wants to be loved the way Edward loves Bella and the way Jacob loves Renesmee in later books, but as far as goals to strive towards, it's not this. 
If your entire if your entire world revolves around one person, please pick up a hobby and call your family. Now for the actual storyline. Looking past my distance for the vampire genre, oh, looking past my distaste for the vampire genre in general, this saga is very easy to read. Easy as in it is written at the grade level of a YA novel, but seems to have content content for adults. I find it hard to get around this disparity. Please, please, someone give Maya a thesaurus. That being said, I wouldn't be lying. I would be lying if I said I didn't fall into the series. The books are much better than the movies, especially with character development and personalities, but I found myself rolling my eyes at 30% of the dialogue. Yet, I was rooting for the Cullen family, heartbroken for Jacob Black, and celebrating Bella's transformation. Overall, middle school me loved it, and adult me thinks it was just fine. This is a great series to distract you from the rest of your world, as the storylines and conversations are so fucking ridiculous that there's no way your life can compare to the room temperature pizza this series is. I recently reread the first book. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I wish oh, I hadn't taken wrong. a sip of wine when you said. Th- oh man, continue. Sorry. It's okay. I recently room temperature pizza. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. I recently reread this book um, for for business dot 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 for business reasons and i'm breaking my personal rule of having to finish a series when i start it i don't need that much tepid pizza end of review amazing i don't you're a good book reviewer thank you i would read all of your book reviews you should i put a lot of thought into them which actually speaking of we're gonna start putting our goodreads reviews on our website um yes I'll have to kind of catch up a little bit on that backlog, but, and we should probably write reviews for the first couple books that we did, because I don't think we've reviewed all of them, but we should do that. I, I, I put my reviews on Goodreads. You can pull mine from my profile. Okay. And I think it might also be a good idea, and I can do this part, if we post reviews of the fucking wine we're drinking. Yeah, we should also do that. I've also been meaning to, like, add a page where it's, like, we can, you can see where, what books we've read and what wine we paired with them. Should we announce the next month's book? Yeah, you have that. It's a we're doing Agatha Christie again. June is Agatha Christie yes. month. <laughs> we are reading the murder of Roger Ackroyd. Um, I'll read the back real quick. Roger Ackroyd knew too much. He knew that the woman he loved had poisoned her brutal first husband. He suspected also that someone had been blackmailing her. Then tragically came the news that she had taken her own life with a drug overdose. But the Evening Post brought Roger one last fatal scrap of information. Unfortunately, before he could finish reading the letter, he was stabbed to death. And that is the whole back of the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep, you you love Agatha Christie. I love Agatha Christie. Solomon is very excited for us to read this. Yes, this was, this was our first recommended book. This yes. is the first book we have that was recommended by somebody who's not one of us. And we're finally doing it. We're finally doing it. We and saved it because he, we wanted it to be like in line with what we did last year. Yes, um, and he said that if, if we can guess the plot twist, he will be very impressed. Okay. It's, he said it's one of the best literary works as far as, like, whodunits. Amazing! So, get your hands on a so copy of, um... pick up copy. Yeah, The Murder of yeah, Roger Ackroyd. Read it. It's not very big, so you have plenty of time. Yeah. Um, and... And we've got a lyrics episode next oh, coming yeah, to I gotta you pick soon. Some songs. So, be on the lookout for that. And then that is it. The end. (laughs) (laughs) How you feeling? (laughs) 
Amazing. Oh my god. Um, yeah, that's it. Follow us on um, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, not LinkedIn. Not LinkedIn. Um, and we live through the be quarantine. Be who you wanna be. B-A-R-B-I-E. Barbie girl. Oh my god. <laughs> you just reached. You like went down my throat into like my gut and pulled out the childhood that I didn't know that was so you're Good welcome. Lord. You're welcome. Now I, I have to go watch a Barbie movie. It'll be Swan Lake, probably. Oh, I was gonna say Princess and the Popper. <gasps> Princess and the Popper. You know Princess and the Popper. Are you kidding me? Of course I know Princess and the Popper. Oh my fucking god! And I god, know it's like pretty me. much one of your favorite Barbie movies. So. <laughs> what would it be like to be? What would it be like to be free? Obviously. Free to try crazy <laughs> things. All right, so Jackie's going to go watch The Princess and the Popper. And I'm going to go finish this bottle of wine because just like Twilight, I will be finishing this in one night. Oh, damn. All right. Wow. Thanks for tuning Incredible. in, guys. We love you. We hope you're staying safe and healthy. And uh, we'll see you next time for some lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> And embarrassing Jackie fact number three, which isn't exactly Twilight related, but you know how Bella talks about how she can't, like, form coherent sentences when she's around Edward? Mm-hmm. Because she, like, has such a big crush on him? Okay, one of my crushes in middle school? Yes, I had to. It wasn't high school. One of my crushes in middle school, who didn't know I really existed that much. Mm-hmm. It was, like, friendly, but not friends. He was walking down the hallway because we, like, had to pass each other to get to class. And one day he just like, hi, Jackie. And I was so caught off guard that he spoke to me. I just couldn't come up with a sentence and just said, hi, Jackie, back to him. <laughs> <laughs> and just his words. Um, <laughs> so I, I at least understand that. Oh, my God. I have a similar story. Um, there was a boy. I was in seventh grade. And um, this boy I liked but I didn't know if I should like him because he, like, was kind of popular and, like, um, was also... He just did that meet, that that middle school boy thing where he was, like, kind of mean to you and that's how he flirted. And he yeah. flirted with a lot of girls. And so I, like, had a crush on him. And then one day I'm walking down the hall to my history class and he's passing me the other way and he goes, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? And I was like, uh, maybe. <laughs> and I just... <laughs> went to class and I sat down and the girls at my table who like I don't think it ever talked to me before because they were more popular and I was quiet I was a very shy middle schooler I was in theater that's like all I did and um and they both looked at me like did he just ask you to be his girlfriend and I was like I don't know <laughs> I was like I don't know what's <laughs> going on a, the fact that you said Maybe. I just said maybe. You, That's all I could think to say. It was like I bet you you. I was right outside my classroom, world. and I was like, uh, uh, So what happened? What happened? Did you? I didn't date him because I because I didn't immediately say yes. He told everybody it was a joke. Ah, uh, and, and there lies the male's <laughs> fragile ego. And I was super upset about it because I was gonna say yes, and then it was like I don't know what to do now. But you know what? It's a good thing because if you had said yes, then it only one thing. Well, first off, I am sorry and sad for it's, you. Yeah, it's but fine. But on the other thing. 
I have recovered. I hope so at this point. But on the other hand, it's if you had said yes, you would have just confirmed to him how wanted he is. And by saying maybe, you fucked him up and taught him real world rejection. Yes, I did. Which is what he needed. I fucked him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With one word. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. 